Welcome to the Closeness Podcast, your new sexual education. Recently, I was in session with a client who discovered that she loves the idea, as many women do, of being in a position of power and watching a man get all worked up before her very eyes, getting horny, aroused, and excited, but not necessarily being able to do anything about it. In other words, she liked the ability to tease, play, flirt, use eye contact, garner his interest, get him sexually turned on, see him aroused, and otherwise engage with him as if to suggest, in my words, that she's ready for sex, but in her words, enjoying the power, taking delight in seeing him get excited for her, wanting the attention, or seeing him writhe, or seeing him get all worked up, but without being expected to do anything, And she was asking me if it was okay to do this or what I thought about this if she didn't feel obligated to give a blowjob or to have sex with him. And I thought to myself, what a juicy podcast episode and have a little quickie and talk about this very racy subject. So let's break it down. Is she asking for it? There was a great meme that came across my desk, I think a year or two ago, that had photographs of women wearing different types of clothes, just little sketch drawings. And one was a woman fully clothed and it said, not asking for it. And then it showed a picture of a woman in a bathing suit with the caption, not asking for it. Another woman in a bikini with the caption, not asking for it. And then a woman who was naked, not asking for it. I think that was great. And I also believe it's true. And we should probably also define what does asking for it mean? Now, if you're talking about rape, or assault, obviously no one is ever asking for this and it doesn't make it okay and it's always wrong. But what if you're using the statement she's asking for it as asking for attention, asking to be hit on, asking for men to try to have sex with her? Then the question becomes a little bit different. Let's talk about wardrobe choice, for instance. Many women these days would like to say, absolutely not. The way a woman dresses should have nothing to do with a man's entitlement to her body. Also very true. The distinction that I'm going to make, however, is that when women wear certain types of clothing, the message that they are sending men, whether they would like to or not, is very specific. In fact, in many cases, the message that it would almost seem like women are trying to send anyone and everyone is, Look at what a sexual being I am. Look at how hot I am. Look at my sexual ornamentation. I was training on the beach with a friend the other day, and we were looking at a young group of girls having a picnic together on the beach. Everybody was looking because there's all this glassware and girls talking and laughing. It was very pretty. And I made the comment to my friend. I said, obviously, it is not my place to decide what is and what is not appropriate for anyone to wear. That being said... Upon looking at these girls, one might say, or their parents might say, well, they seem appropriately dressed. There is such a thing. But I said, every single one of these girls looks classy, like they're not trying to draw attention to themselves. They look beautiful. They look great. Their clothes fit them well. Everything is form-fitting. But nothing is screaming sex. Nothing is screaming fuck me. Nothing is screaming I want to have sex or I want to look like a sexual being. And there's a huge, huge difference. And I think it's very important to recognize that. Now, to be clear, I understand that no one is asking for my opinion on how women or anyone else should be dressed. I'm not offering an opinion on how someone should be dressed. 
I'm suggesting that there are appropriate places to wear appropriate things, and that if you wear certain things, it's going to get a certain type of attention. I think the mainstream argument today is that anything a woman wears should be okay and fine, and there she shouldn't have to deal with any stress about it. And I would say, sure, of course, wear whatever you'd like, but don't deny the power of what you wear. Don't deny the power of what it does to people when you dress a certain way. If I show up in a bathing suit to a corporate America board meeting where everybody's wearing suits, and I take offense that people can't keep their eyes above my neck, or that people keep staring or making inappropriate comments, of course that doesn't make sense. So it's a little funny, as progressive as I am, in my mind, you're not going to have any problems wearing a bathing suit to the beach or to the pool. You're not going to have any problems wearing a mini skirt out to the club. But if you wear certain things that have your ass cheeks hanging out or your boobs hanging out, in other words, you're wearing it in a way that makes everyone stare, man, woman, and child. And if you carry yourself in a sexual way, which by the way, does not come naturally to most people, it's learned behavior. The way you walk, the way you look, the way you flip your hair, the way you do your hair, the clothes that you wear, all of that, you're going to create a certain kind of effect on men. And I think that needs to be understood that that is a sexual effect. It's seeking validation through sexuality. And at the very least, it's drawing men's attention to look at you, whether they're 13 years old or 30 years old or 80 years old, it's going to draw attention. So to bring it back to the point with my client, I basically paraphrased and said, it sounds like one of the elements you're asking me about here is, are you asking for it? And by asking for it, I mean, by behaving this way, by riling someone up, by getting them all excited for you and turned on by seeking attention and approval or sexuality or looking for someone to pursue you sexually, but then backing way off or suggesting you don't really want it or just doing it to see how far it goes, it's going to create a problem. So the question of the hour is, if a woman enjoys playing with her feminine charms and sexuality and she's intentionally using them to rope a man in or to excite him or turn him on, get him hot and bothered, flirt with him, play with him, tease him, or make him want to have sex with her, and she likes him but isn't sure if she wants to have sex with him yet or again, if she very specifically and intentionally gets him all worked up and riled up, sexually speaking, if she turns him on and she takes pleasure in the ability to do that and couples it with not moving forward, well, is that okay? And what then? Does she owe him anything? Is she obligated to do anything? By the way, by the way, my answer on both those topics still remains no. She's not obligated to do anything she doesn't want to do. But, but, the big but here is she's playing with fire. And depending on the level of aggression or control that that man has, she could get herself into some pretty hot water. It shouldn't be the case that you can poke and poke and poke and poke and prod and prod and prod at a dog and expect that it doesn't come and bite you or yell at you, or growl at you, or get angry. It's not the case that you can put a sheep in a pen with a wolf, a delicate little sheep who's scared and vulnerable, and not expect the wolf to eat it. So my answer to this was, it's a dangerous game. Yes, you're allowed to do it. No, it doesn't warrant any type of assault or contact from someone that you don't want. Yes, you can behave this way. And no, there's no obligation for you to give head or have sex unless you want to and you find him attractive and you're ready to or you find it so cute and endearing about how worked up he is that you want to do it. 
but there are a handful of things that you need to know. Number one, men don't like to be teased. Most men don't like to be teased even if they do get sexual gratification after, but I don't believe there are men who like to be teased and never get sexual gratification after. Whereas women, you know, you're just wired differently. You can get teased and teased and teased. I know some of you think this is total BS because you're a little bit more masculine in the way you have sex, but a lot of women can enjoy teasing. They could ride a buildup for hours. Even if it doesn't happen, they could just enjoy it. It could build up for days. Men don't function this way. Number two, you should be able to say no and set a boundary and let a person know what you are not willing to do, but equally as important, not more importantly than saying no, but in terms of your communication, what he needs to know is to be able to explain why you're doing what you're doing or what you are willing to do and what your needs are. Why are you doing this? Why are you teasing me and then stopping me when I move forward? What are you getting out of this? And even more important than that, he should know what you are willing to do because in a situation like that, that's probably all he cares about. What you don't want is a man who's upset, angry, confused, powerless, can't do anything about it, and then he wants to take it out on you or he doesn't know what to do with it or he goes and does something to someone else that he doesn't feel good about. How much nicer would it be if he knew what your boundaries are and what you were willing to do instead of hoping that he mind reads that as well or guesses what that is or somehow is able to figure it out? Because here's the deal. He's reading cues from you. He's reading your energy. He's reading the things that you're doing and they look like sexual invitations. Of course they do. If you're intentionally trying to sexually rile someone up, what else would it look like if not a sexual invitation? And how else should he interpret it if not by trying to fuck you? It's a little strange that I have to say this, but the next point is the same cues that you use to flirt, tease, and build sexuality with someone are the same cues that everyone else in the world are looking for to have sex with you. The same things that you do with your eyes your words, your body language, your flirtatiousness, those are what someone uses to know that it's time to have sex. What else would they possibly use if not that? So for someone to then turn the tables and say, what are you thinking? And by the way, my client did not say, what are you thinking? She's not trying to be mean about it. She's not trying to make someone feel bad about it, but she just has discovered that she enjoys the act of doing it. But for the rest of you out there to condemn a man or be upset that he looked or he touched or he tried or he moved forward or he did something and you're surprised or you think he shouldn't or you think he acted out of integrity, I would say not at all. Not at all. You're allowed to establish boundaries. You can say, don't touch me. You can reject him and rebuff him all you like. But you are literally soliciting his primal ability to pursue you and aggress upon you. Facts. If you're going to work someone up sexually, it's not that you're obligated to have sex with them, but they certainly warrant and deserve and are owed an explanation of what you're doing, maybe why you're doing it, and again, most importantly, what you are willing to do, as well as what you don't want to do. If a man is in a room with a beautiful woman who's turning him on immensely and she has lust in her eyes and she's licking her lips and crossing her legs in a way that revealed her ass and and flirted with him constantly and then he moved forward and went to pull her waist towards him, look deeply in her eyes and maybe put his face near hers. 
this would be very confusing behavior, and it would make sense for a man to ask, what the hell is going on here? What are you feeling? Are you saying you don't want to continue when you just were flirting with me a moment ago? It's confusing. Not all men are going to interpret your advances, which is what they are, advances, or your receptivity for sex as a fun little exercise in restraint or giving her attention or a game. In fact, most men will assume it's time to have sex. Flex. You could come clean and be vulnerable. You can say, I really just enjoy this. I'm sorry. I know it must seem a little selfish or crazy, but I just enjoy seeing you get excited for me. I enjoy seeing you get turned on by me. By the way, I've never seen any woman admit this to a man face to face. The sentiment effectively is, I enjoy working you up and not giving it to you. It's true that a lot of women like this because what does it do? It gives you attention. It makes you feel confident. It gives you an adrenaline boost. It's exciting. It makes you feel desired and validated. All without any risk of sex, penetration, good sex, bad sex, smelly sex, dirty sex, whatever. Not having to share a part of yourself with someone and getting all the benefits of it. Sounds great, doesn't it? Unfortunately, very few things come without consequence. So I was suggesting, again, number one, to be able to reject appropriately and say what you do want. I don't want to have sex. I don't want penetration. I don't want your cock pressed up against dot, dot, dot. I want, or let's just keep it, or let's just have an enjoyable time together with making out and kissing, or you might say he can finger you if he wants to, or you might say you can have dry sex, or you can each give each other head, something that makes sense to him. But of course, at the end of the day, you are not obligated to do something with your body that you don't want to do. I think this might be a little analogous to a man taking you shopping, and he pulls out a black American Express, and he says, honey, we're going to get you whatever you want today. This would be similar to giving a man the idea that he's going to get what he wants. And he goes with you to the mall and he watches you try on outfits and he says, yes, get that. I love it. Get that. Oof, you look so good in that outfit. And you get to the register and he says, oh, no, no, we're not buying it. We're not actually getting this for you. I just, I think you look great in it. There's no obligation for me to buy this for you. I don't want to feel pressure to buy this for you. I know I just sounded like I did but I'm not obligated to do anything I don't want to do with my money. So I hope you just enjoy that we had this fun little experience of shopping together. Frankly, I just enjoyed the buildup. I enjoyed seeing you get excited for it, but I don't actually want to give it to you. I hope you loved trying on all these outfits, but they're not actually going to be yours. Hmm. So at the end of the day, if you enjoy your power as a woman and you want to see how far you can take it, you have to understand that it's a dangerous game, number one. You had better be able to be confident and strong in your rejection because it can be very confusing to a guy. And as you know from listening to the podcast, I'm all about consent. I'm all about women's rights. I'm all about a woman being able to do and say and have whatever she'd like, of course. But when you talk about nuanced subjects like this, it's just dangerous territory. So in sum, if you are going to get someone all excited and build them up and get them to think one thing, but you're unsure about whether you're able to give them the very thing that you're building them up to want, communication is essential. Telling the man what you do want and what you will be able to do or what you don't want to do. Being able to play and flirt, but not let it get out of hand, like stopping advances early on before things get too far and out of your comfort level. And if you do decide that you want to do things, 
if there are things that you actually want to do, well, for goodness sake, do them. You can tell him verbally what you want to do. You can show him. You can be a little more assertive or aggressive yourself. And all those things are wonderful. Sex, as we know, can be incredibly exciting, but we're all a little different. We're all a little bit freaky. We all have strange needs and desires. And we often wind up matching up with or having sex with someone who's just so very different from us, even if we line up on a lot of different subjects. So it's my sincere hope that these clarifying conversations like this really help you on your journey. And that, my friends, concludes one of our short form episodes. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this immensely. If you were moved by some of the content that you've heard here today, please don't hesitate to contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash closeness. You can also subscribe to the podcast anywhere podcasts can be found, including Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, Apple, Google, and YouTube at youtube.com forward slash closeness. Thanks for listening and have a great day.